It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, the latest from MP Jennifer Howard on the Ramondas Energy from Waste proposal called in by the Coordinator General. The State Government announces new projects in Ipswich under the COVID Works for Queensland program and State Public Servants who live in Ipswich offered the chance to drop the daily commute to their Brisbane office. It's Friday, July 10, 2020 and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. This week, new employment boosting projects were announced by the state government in response to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The member for Ipswich and Assistant Minister for State explains what this will mean for the city. Thanks for joining Ipswich today, Jennifer Howard. Very nice to be here, Alan. Thank you for having me. The projects announced uh, this week under the COVID-19 jobs program clearly support Ipswich City Council. Can you detail for us what's planned? Yes, I'm very happy to. It's a, it's a great initiative. The Work for Queensland um, program has been running um, ever since we were elected in 2015, but it's always been for regional areas. Uh, as part of the COVID recovery, um, the government has expanded into southeast Queensland as well. So we are benefiting from that. And in Ipswich, uh, in Ipswich alone, um, we are getting um, over a million dollars of projects uh, supported. And all of them are through Ipswich City Council? They're all through Ipswich City Council. So there's a total of $4.4 million across the Ipswich City Council local government area. And in my electorate in Ipswich, um, you know, uh, we are getting a million dollars of that. And do we know how many jobs that will support in Ipswich? Yes, we do. It's going to deliver um, a total of 173 jobs right across the Ipswich local government area. And um, it's great news for us. And do we know when the first work will start and uh, when, when all jobs have to be finished? Well, part of the um, part of the edict for this um, Works for Queensland process is that they have to be shovel-ready projects. The idea is to stimulate the economy as quickly as possible. So these are all um, shovel shovel-ready projects in in our area. Um, we've got things like the Queens Park Croquet Club are going to get an upgrade to their existing croquet green irrigation. So they're going to get um, new irrigation lines, pump sprinklers, and an automation to maximise water efficiency. Um, for, and the SES depot, um, our wonderful SES volunteers here in Ipswich are now finally getting a better amenities building. 
with proper toilet facilities. Um, you know, we're getting uh, some of the CBD footpath replaced where it's asphalt. We're getting it turned into concrete. You know, just really um, practical sort of hands-on projects like that. Look, on COVID more broadly, is there a government view on where we'll be, say, in one or two years' time? Or is that just too hard to say? Yeah. It is too hard to say. I mean, the the virus itself has been tricky. It's, I think it's sort of confounded scientists. But you know, in terms of our economy, uh, we really don't know what we're going to be looking at. Um, all I know is that in Queensland, we've done pretty well. Uh, and I really do feel for, for Victorians at the moment. Just on to a couple of other issues in the electorate, Jennifer Howard. The Coordinator-General has called in the Ramondas proposal for a waste-to-energy facility. What's the latest on this controversial project? Yes, um, well, you know, 18 months ago, the Coordinator-General got the proposal from Ramondas and they've um, now uh, announced that, that it is a coordinated project. So what happens now is the company, uh, Ramondas, uh, will meet with the Coordinator-General, they'll go through... Uh, how the public consultation is going to play out um, and an environmental, uh, a rigorous environmental impact assessment will have to be done through the Department of Environment and Science. So that will be the, the stages that we go through now. There is opportunity for members of the public to engage in that public consultation and I know there is a lot of interest in the community. Uh, so I'd encourage them to keep an eye on my Facebook page, Jennifer Howard MP, uh, where I'll make sure people have access to the links um, that they need to have access to 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 get onto the public consultation process. The onus really is on the company now um, to inform the public about exactly what this project is going to look like for us. It's going to directly affect our lives, um, particularly people who live close to the Swan Bank area. So the onus is really on the company to uh, lay everything out for us to see. And then at the end of the day, after the environmental impact assessment is done, the decision will lie with council whether it gets the final tick-off or not. There's certainly some debate in the community about the Waste to Energy project describing it as an incinerator. Well, people my age um, think of incinerators. I think of you know the, the awful things we used to have in our backyard um, where you just you know throw some things in and burn it. Uh, I know that the incinerators we're talking about now are you know, I have read the proposal that Ramondas have put up on their side and I personally do have concerns about it, particularly being so close to uh, where people are living now. That area, there's a lot of growth in that area. 20 years ago when, you know, all the dump approvals went through, it was a very different place. So anyway, that's something I'm a bit concerned about. But I did have a read of their proposal and, and they're proposing that 80 to 90% of the waste that goes to their facility will be recovered in some way, like it'll be recycled, uh, reused or recovered in some way. But uh, according to uh, Ramondas, there's always 10 to 20% of any landfill or you know waste sort of uh, facility that you can't do anything with. And they are proposing to burn it um, to make energy. There's been an announcement this week by one of your colleagues, Cameron Dick, that government workers who live in Ipswich but work in Brisbane will be able to choose to work from, and I'm presuming the Icon building, in Brisbane Street. Do you know how many workers that may involve? Well, I think it might involve quite a few because when I'm out and about in the community, I'm talking to people. Um, we've got a lot of local people who say, oh, I wish I could work in Ipswich. I live here. You know, I'd love to be able to work locally, you know, um, as a public servant. So it's estimated that um, 
up to 1,500 workers in, in South East Queensland will now have a chance to work closer to home. Has there been any indication how many in Ipswich might take up that offer? I haven't heard yet, but I'm expecting it will be quite a few. Um, it's, it's something really close to my heart, Alan. I know when I first got elected, you know, the big thing for me has been regionalising um, public service. You know, we've got too much congestion in Brisbane CBD. Uh, real estate is you know, very expensive. We're very convenient train ride uh, or you know, you know, the Ipswich motorway has now been upgraded. It's, it's a good drive to Ipswich. You know, people could come here. They may to work. And I think it's a, I think it's a very logical, uh, very beneficial uh, for everyone involved. Today. It's a little ironic that that COVID is the prompter of this because when yeah. Icon first opened as a state government facility, right. to be fair, there was some opposition from yep. Brisbane CBD workers that were mm-hmm. relocating to Ipswich. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. This move might be permanent for a lot of workers. Well, uh, you know, I think once people actually came out here and, you know, spent some time, uh, you know, investigating, you know, discovering uh, what Ipswich has to offer, particularly our beautiful old houses um, that are very affordable uh, and just our way of life, I I believe that they change their mind quite quickly. And finally today, Jennifer Howard, just to wrap it up, a few weeks ago we spoke about the Transit Centre. You said you had some meetings with the Mayor. Where are we at? now with the Transit Centre? Yeah, well, you know, there's been uncertainty over the years. I know that the former Switch City Council were sort of tentatively interested in the Transit Centre, which we were happy to, you know, sell to them or, or you know, for, for a very reasonable price. Um, but then, you know, we went into administration and the administrator didn't want to make a decision. He thought it was fitting that the next council should make the decision. I've now had confirmation from the mayor that she that this council is not interested in the transit building at all. It's not it's not going to fit with their plans, you know, for the redevelopment in there. So I went and met with the minister in the last sitting week. Um, it was probably about two or three weeks ago, uh, Minister Bailey, and we had a discussion about the future of it. And um, I believe that you know we are going to be taking some steps now. I know that there's the Department of Transport and Main Roads are having serious conversations with the Switch City Council just about what we can do there, um, what can and can't be done on that site. And um, and I'll be able to report back very soon, I hope. Well, that'll be excellent because everybody you stop in the street and talk to has their own idea what should happen to I the know. site, as long as something happens. Well, I'd be interested to hear from people because it did occur to me that maybe, you know, once we get these, um, once we find out exactly what, what the site is fit for, you know, in terms of council regulations, um, you know, maybe we need to put it out to the community for them to have their say about what they think should happen. Jennifer Howard, thanks for talking to Ipswich Today. My pleasure. Briefly in other news, Ipswich City Council reports there are now 255 workers on the site of the CBD redevelopment. They are spread across the new library, civic plaza and administration building, all currently under construction. Four mature fig trees have been planted on site to add an instant splash of green, while paving continues in the new civic plaza precinct. Work is also progressing on garden beds ahead of more landscaping. The under construction new council administration building makes for an impressive sight, especially while driving across the David Trumpy Bridge. 
It's now hard to miss as work closes in on the ninth and final floor. For more information on the CBD redevelopment, visit shapeyouripswich.com.au. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. You can share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today Facebook page and leave a message. Music is from Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.